Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Hello and welcome to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. It's another jam-packed week of cricket, but there's only one place to start, and that's at the very top. There it is. Clenched fist, a look to the heavens, and a 600 in one day internationals for Virat Kohli. But is Virat Kohli playing county cricket good for England? Well, what used to be good for England was a strong Yorkshire. Anything but at the moment, even if they did manage to win after being bowled out for 50. Jonathan Trott announced his retirement from the game this week. He will join us to tell us why he's decided enough is enough. Trott finds the space he wants. The celebration will begin. One of the most outstanding performances you'll ever see. A man who's here to stay. And whilst one international career finishes, another begins. Ireland set to play their first ever test this week. We are joined by batsman Gary Wilson. Uh, I guess the responsibility is on us and, and continues to be on us to um, ensure that the, the future of Irish cricket is in good hands. All this plus Justin Langer, County Cricket and an IPL Roundup. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. And with me as usual to do our weekly cricket show is Johnny Norm. Hello matey, how you doing? Hey, what a week. What a week. I'm exhausted. Cricket, cricket and more cricket. Oh dear! I I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, imagine what this show is going to sound like when the season actually starts for for real. <laughs> when the international season starts for real, because we've had so many stories in the last few weeks, and uh, yet again, um, we've got some absolute gold to uh, to mine. Uh, Virat Kohli, first off, uh, coming to my county, Surrey. So, 
I'm, I'm just going to sit back on this one very, momentarily because obviously I do have uh, a, a lifetime of supporting Surrey. And of course, I'm looking forward to seeing Virat Kohli uh, come to the county championship. But uh, is it a good thing for the England cricket team that the captain of India is going to be playing a month in England before the Test Series uh, gets underway? Uh, or is it just sour grapes from some of those other smaller counties who can't afford to get him involved? First of all, um, when this first broke, um, my I always go with my initial feelings. Sometimes mm. I, I regret them, yeah. uh, but that's the way I go. So I'm going to stick to with what I said. And on this one, I actually can see it from both sides because Surrey, to get Virat Kohli to play county cricket with his busy schedule, is wanted all around the world, for them to attract him to Surrey is massive. It's massive for the fans, for the young players. And I'll sum it up with Ollie Pope, who's one of the young players at Surrey, one of the top young players they have. He's one of the first people to tweet. He said, well, no better person. Uh, what a great person to come to Surrey County Cricket Club for me to learn my cricket off. Mm. Now, for me, that says a lot. When somebody like Virat Kohli is coming in, might be short term, what is it, three Royal London one-day games, I think it's um, uh, three county championship games, and for him to come in for that short term, it's absolutely superb. Because what Surrey are doing, they have got they, they have got some money. They stick within the budget, but they have got some money. They've got some oh, good overseas players. They've got Dean Elgar. They've got in Aaron Finch coming in for the C20. Now they've got Virat Kohli. They've got some players they've got from other counties, and they're paying quite a few money. They've got Morty Morkel, who, who's come probably on good money. But what they've also got, and this is impressive... They've got a lot of players who are mm. coming through their own academy, their own system, who are in that starting eleven. Absolutely, you only, you only have to look at the the, the game against Worcestershire um, and the games that Surrey have played this season yep. to see the likes of Pope that you mentioned, Sam Curran. You know, Tom Curran, he's over in the IPL, but he came through the youth ranks. Verdi, yep. uh, Patel, yep. Burns, all these lads Superb. came through the academy. Um, I just got the feeling it is a little bit of who. What cricket fan out there doesn't want to see Virat Kohli walk to the crease? No, I agree, I, I agree with you. If they weren't playing any academy players, mm. I, I, I would totally bag this idea. And we had this argument, you know, with a coach, uh, De Benito, uh, the other day when he was talking about signing Warner and Smith. I said, sorry, mate, you can't do that this year. He said, well, I'm trying to, um, uh, we're doing a good job in coaching our academy players. Yes, you are, and that's great. Now, Kohli coming in is going to be fantastic for the fans, um, for me as well, to, to go and watch him, it would be absolutely superb. Mm. But, let's say a bit here. The timing of this, we all know he's only coming for one reason. Mm. And that is to get himself in some form, himself in some form for the test series that follows. And I can understand why some people are frustrated by that. Shall, but, we, shall we hear from the assistant head coach, Paul Farbrace, on exactly that? An English test point of view is probably not fantastic that Virat's going to come over, get some practice before the test series. From a county point of view, and something that's unique about county cricket is overseas players playing in county cricket. We've all benefited. We've all played with people who have been fantastic overseas players. What a great signing for Surrey. It is fantastic, isn't it? Ishant Sharma, uh, Chesh Pujara, um, Ravi Ashwin, they've all played county cricket in the last year uh, and and nobody has has raised this as a problem, but I I like you, Goffey. I can see both sides because yeah. fast forward twelve months, 
if Steve Smith does walks back into county cricket, he's out the Aussie side, okay? He can't play, say, in the World Cup. Um, so him and David Warner come over and play county cricket for uh, the month of April or May. And they're going to do. And they probably will do. <laughs> now, you know, that suddenly, suddenly my ba- I, I am actually getting my back up a little bit because... And maybe that's because it's of where the ashes lies in our hearts and mm. minds. But it is exactly the same, isn't it? Of course it is. Um, and, but, but I've said this in, in the past. They wouldn't get us. Any of our players wouldn't be able to go over there and play. Um, it just wouldn't happen. Um, but county cricket, it's been around obviously for years and years and years. It's a fantastic uh, model. I know it gets a lot of stick. I do enjoy county cricket. Um, some of it. Um, I've not this week with some of the pictures early doors. If it wasn't for the sunshine we've had and the great weather this last three, four days, the, these games, what we've seen, some run scored now would have all been over in two days. That's the standard we're at, at this moment in time. But Corley coming in is superb. Yorkshire away at Scarborough. Mm-hmm. What a place. He's not going to know what's hit him. If we're at Corley in Scarborough, that's gonna, it's going to put bums on seats. For Yorkshire, it's a great move. For Somerset... Uh, travelling fans to see him at Guildford, it's a great move. For Hampshire fans, for them to go to the Rose Bowl, that there'll be bigger crowds than normal. You watch the crowds that county cricket will bring in. This is what we know. We're talking about dead crowds at county cricket matches. Let's just see how many extra people come when Virat Kohli turns up at Rose Bowl and turns up at Guildford and turns up at Scarborough. I'll tell you now, they'll be massive. Um... I think it is absolutely massive. Actually, let's hear from Gareth Batty because he was on TalkSport 2 this week as well, talking about the signing of Virat Kohli. Kohli, off his own back, had said he'd, uh, he'd quite like to experience some English conditions uh, before the, uh, the the big series at the end of the summer. So um, we were always semi-favourites, I think. Um, and having spoken to him last year in India, you know, he'd sort of uh, asked about county cricket and what have you. But, um, no, I mean, wow, what a what a signing for Surrey. What, uh, what an incredible player. Um, and what a brilliant thing to have an English cricket, um, you know, India's best player uh, at, the, at present and uh, will probably, when he finishes his career, which is a long time away, will go down as one of the greats of Indian cricket. That's the uh, former Surrey uh, skipper Gareth Batty speaking uh, as part of our IPL coverage, if you were just wondering. That wasn't the sound of the Oval, uh, but that might be the sound of the Oval when Virat Kohli turns up. Hey, one, one thing on this, though. Um, for Virat Kohli, and, and let's just have a little thought here for Afghanistan cricket. Because mm. Afghanistan cricket, coming back into the test, uh, getting their test match um, recognition, yeah. the IPL will finish on May the 27th. He's going to basically come straight over here, isn't he, to play yeah. for the month of June. Uh, which is, it's a big commitment from Virat Kohli, by the way. Um, the cricket he's playing, he might have just thought, well, I could do with a rest, you know what I mean? Well, but it he, does he, show. He wants to perform in the UK, in, in England, against England. Ooh. He struggled last time, but he's going to miss that test match against yeah. Afghanistan. Now, I feel for them because they, they've got an opportunity to play against India, which will be huge, a test match, and they're going to be missing, India are going to be missing their best player. And I would say they'll probably miss another, uh, another few um, of their best players as well. Uh, there was also something else in that uh, Gareth Batty mentioning that Virat Kohli approached him about county cricket uh, when they played each other in the test arena. That was towards the end of 2016. Okay, so forward that, planning. Well, forward forward planning. Plan. This is one of the things I've talked to um, um, to people involved with English cricket. We don't do enough of that. 
The problem we have, we've got three senior players, Cook, Anderson and Broad, who basically have to play every test match. Now, as I've said many a times on Drive Time and said on this cricket show to you, mm. what we should have done against West Indies when we won that first test, yeah. he said, sorry, Jimmy, sorry, Jimmy, sorry, Broadie. Broadie needs to work on his uh, wrist position and his approach to the wicket. He's lost a bit of pace. So the best place to do that is have a week off and then work like he did after the Australia series when he's test match place was at, um, in, in jeopardy and he worked on his technique, his wrist position. Now, since then, he went to New Zealand and started this county cricket season. He's looked wonderful. The wrist position, the pace is back. That's what he should have done at the end of last summer before Australia. And he didn't. They played because all they're bothered about at this stage of their careers now, not all they're bothered about, but it's, oh, hang on a minute, I've got to get to, can I get to 400 test wickets? Can I get to 450? Yeah, can I get yeah. to 500? Can I get to 550? Can I get to... And it becomes like that now. And, I, and I'm sorry, someone along the line is going to say to him, mate, nobody's ever going to catch you now. <laughs> let's, <laughs> take a couple of tests off, take a week off, go on holiday, and then let's come back and work on some S&C Let's um, uh, work on that wrist position. Let's make sure you're fresh as a daisy for the Ashes, the biggest series we're going to play in the next two years. Because that's what Australia did. For that Corley, that's what he's doing. He's missing a test match against Afghanistan. But he's coming over and playing some county career, but he's missing a test match. He's not thinking, oh, no, I'm not missing a test match. I'm not missing a test match. That yeah. com comes off my stats. They're not interested. They're not interested. They're doing what's best for them. He's coming over here because this will be better for him than playing against Afghanistan in a five-day test match. Great point, Goffey. Uh, look, we've got so much to talk about. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jonathan Trott, who announced his retirement from the game uh, this uh, this weekend. We're going to be talking about Yorkshire. Bowled out for 50, and they still win the game. Um, we're also going to be talking... I mean, you talk about Afghanistan playing their first test match. Ireland are going to be playing their first Test match at the end of the week. Uh, Gary Wilson will be on Cricket Week this week. So, uh, yeah, plenty to discuss. And you're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. They say sense of timing is everything, Goffey. Uh, and in the weekend that our next guest made his announcement uh, regarding his uh, retirement, uh, he scored uh, over 100 runs in the game for once out, and Warwickshire won the match as well. Um, just to make sure that, uh, well, there's still uh, batting to go this season, of course. Uh, there's going to be some positive headlines around the sad announcement that, of course, uh, Jonathan Trott, who joins us now, uh, will be calling it... Uh, Calling it stumps at the end of the season, and pleased to say he's with us now. Trotty, thanks for joining us, and uh, congratulations on the win as well. Thanks very much. Uh, Trotty, we actually uh, had a, a brilliant interview with you in Dubai at the start of... When was it, Goffey? Start of 2016 or 17? Um, I don't well, know if you it was remember. that Mickey Mouse uh, contest that we all played and we still haven't been paid for. MCL, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, that's the one. Um, it was, uh, but we, we sat down with you, with Sanger, with Gilchrist, and uh, that interview still gets played out now. And uh, it's still, people remark about what a, what a good listen it is. Um, it'd be good to do it again. Yeah, whenever. I've always enjoyed talking to Goffey and talking about cricket and, and, and in general, really, I think. Um, I always enjoy speaking, especially guys who played in uh, the years just before me um, and just sort of followed in their footsteps regard for playing with England. It's always 
uh, an honour and a privilege for me to be able to do. Trotty, why now, mate? Because um, fantastic player, um, I've been, still is. Um, so why now? Oh, I just think, you know, speaking with, with John at, at Warwickshire, uh, for me, I think it's the right time with regards to cricket and not uh, playing for too long or perhaps hanging around and, and uh, playing county cricket because um, I'm worried about what's going to happen after cricket. It's more about you know, being a bit proactive and uh, setting myself up with regards to calling it a day at the end of the season, a target. And, uh, you know, it's also right for the club as well. They've got some younger batters that uh, need a chance and need to start playing first-class cricket and, uh, you know, taking over the mantelpiece, if you like. Trotty, um, Goffey, do you, I don't know if you agree with this, but, you know, when we talk about that 2011 team, 2010-11 team... And world number one. World number one, Ashes win abroad, of course... Um, and, and we talk about the team now. So we go at, we're going into this summer um, with two tests against Pakistan and five against India. And there's these recurring themes in and around that test side. Who's going to bat three? Exactly. <laughs> it's always Jonathan Trott. Where, where's the trotting? I mean, do you... I know that the, the, the reasons for your exit on the international stage were, were painful, but are you in a position now where you can really almost stand back and and realise just what an integral part of that successful side that you were part of? I don't know about integral. I think I knew my role and knew what to do. I think I was very fortunate to play in an an amazing side, and I think uh, the public are now realising exactly how uh, good a team we actually were. If you look at all the stats now, we generally had all the top run makers of the top wicket takers actually in that side, in Anderson, Broad, Swan, Peterson, Cook, Bell, you know, you just when you look at the, the the record list of players for England, they're all in that side. You know, and it, it is actually a little bit uh, ridiculous side for me. I'm just happy to play in that side. Um, but we're actually number they were number one in all three formats, and that's what people don't remember: ODIs, Test, and T20s at the same time. Yeah, but 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 Trotty, the point is this, right? Would those batsmen that came in after you have as impressive? international records, and I'm not saying that it would dip by five or ten points, but still, the mm. point is this. They were coming into bat more often than not with a score reading 150 for two. Now, Joe Root right now, when he walks to the crease 20 for two, are you telling me he's not thinking, I wish Trotty was I wish Trotty was still here? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I benefited certainly from having Strauss and Cook ahead of me. I certainly went Strauss retired. You know, he certainly was in a lot earlier. Um, because we're trying to find that other opener to back with, with Alistair. And I think if you look at all the great teams, they've always had a great opening pair, um, you know, that set that uh, sort of foundation at the top of the order. Uh, I know Kev always enjoyed coming into bat after I batted a while because then he knew where leg stump was because I'd made a little bit of a, <laughs> a, a sort of a little bit of a, uh, a crevice there for him to stand on and just whack the ball. <laughs> Do you know, Trotty, what people don't remember about you, um, even now, and it's not been long since you've uh, stopped playing uh, at international level, is but people always say, oh, he's the wall, he's the English wall, um, similar to Raul Dravid at, at India. But your one-day cricket was superb. And, and people yeah. didn't realise the value of someone batting through the innings and managing in his innings. And to average over 50 in one-day cricket and still not be recognised, really, as a one-day player. That must be a yeah. little bit frustrating. I don't know about frustrating. I think at the time it was a little bit frustrating with regards to 
the way that we were playing cricket and, and people not enjoying it. We were, we were being successful, we were winning. Um, it's almost like we had to win in a certain style or fashion to to almost get the credit we thought you know we were we were playing what we deserved with regards to the record we had. Um, so that was the one thing that was a little bit surprising. But you know, at the time, we just got on with it. Uh, and try to win as, as as many games as we could. We, we came within a whisker of winning the the one day Champions Trophy at Edgbaston. Um and and just you know I think if you look at the stats with regards to the amount of series um, ODI series we won, I think it's right up there with the best that England's ever had. Trottier, when you now as a senior player at Warwickshire, and you it, it is they've made a lot of changes over the last two years. Ashley Giles seems to be turning it upside down, um, it probably needed it um, to a certain extent. But when you see the young players, I tend to ask the senior player, when you see the young players coming through now and you talk about that style of cricket, the youngsters now are totally different, aren't they? 360 Absolutely. degrees batsman. Yeah, it's almost, it's, it's a little bit um, with regards to concentration and, and sort of just trying to get through, you know, a, a spell or something. It's almost they're trying to hit their way out of it. And, mm. and, um, perhaps they well, that's what I play and, that's the way that I've been brought up. I think you're seeing a lot of technique now. Having worked a bit of the under-19s in the winter, you're seeing a lot of kids now sort of batting with, you know, they're about at the top end. They're back with both hands. They're back to their bottom hand, massive bottom hand grips. And I think it's it's sort of, it's it's a bit dangerous to any defense that you're trying to have. It's, it's more of an attacking uh, option to have where you sort of whack in it over square leg. And I think it's a combination of T20 as a youngster, but also I think youngsters, um, are learning how to bat with both hands because their bats are too heavy when they're too young. And so they're having to use both hands. Mm. Trotty, the future for you, I mean, just listening to you just then, speaking about uh, the under-19s, um, you shared a dressing room. I would love to know your uh, your views on on where it all went wrong for KP and England. Uh, surely that's an opportunity lost for England not to have KP uh, in some kind of coaching capacity. But I know there's going to be the media work, but, you know, you, you do fit the mould of the uh, the Southern African-born uh, ta- <laughs> tactical master. I mean, it, it, it's been there, you know, Andy Flower, Duncan Fletcher. We've We've kind of been here before. Is coaching something that appeals? Yeah, well, you know, that's what I'm trying to, you know, work out for myself what I'd like to do I think it'd be foolish to jump into one sort of thing either media or either coaching straight off to cricket you know cricket being such a all-encompassing sport with regards to last I think take a little bit of time and, and see what I like a what I'm good at and, and b if I enjoy it um, is important so I've done a bit of the coaching and I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with the 19 you know hopefully I can do that again sometime um, but yeah you know being around the international game and, and doing a bit of media work and, and talking about the game is, is something I enjoy as well um, what about uh, Warwickshire as a club? Um, started the season strong. Uh, you needed that. And what were good, actually, I did have a little smile when I saw that you and Belly, uh, both of you were there to hit the winning runs um, yeah. in the victory yesterday. That was a fantastic moment. Yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed playing with him. And uh, I think it's undervalued or undermentioned what a player he was. I think if you look mm. at his stats, I think he's still the leading ODI run scorer. And he doesn't yeah. get spoken about as an ODI player either. Yeah, exactly. uh, 22, 22 tests. Uh, sorry, uh, 22 test hundreds and, and 118 tests. And uh, I think Warwickshire, you know, having him, having him at three for for the next few years is, is going to be very something special. Where's his headspace uh, at the moment, Belly? Because it was a tough season last year, and obviously making that transition from international player back to the county circuit, 
You know, you've got to yeah. come to terms with that. But, you know, you you spent time with him. You know him better than most yeah. out in the middle. Where, where is Ian Bell's game at the moment? I think he's, he's, he's really at peace at the moment with just playing cricket for Warwickshire and, and, and seeing how it goes. Um, certainly when I know it's my retirement, I was certainly fought a little bit with the game and a little bit frustrated and, you know, uh, you, you, you want things to go your way and you're a little bit angry with, with, with how things um, go sometimes and you get frustrated and it's just you go through one of those sort of spells in, in your career when it all comes to an end internationally. Um, and uh, you then settle down, and, and, and I think that's where Belly is. You know, um, he, he, he's really in a good space and, and playing some fantastic cricket shots at the moment, like he always has. Trotty, well, look, it's going to be fascinating to see where uh, where it all ends up. Um, hopefully, uh, you won't be a stranger, and we can uh, certainly. Well, I'd certainly like to get the bid in now to get Trotty back sure. in the studio with Goffey at some point sure, soon. And uh, maybe we can just head. Call anytime. Maybe we can head back to Dubai to do it. I'll see what the bosses say. <laughs> Uh, when, when's the flight? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on the I'll get on the phone as soon as we're uh, we're off air, uh, Trotty. Sure. Uh, and thanks, thanks for the Trotty. memories as well. I was out there in 2010-11. Um, you know, it, it was uh, 26 years or so since the last time England had won in Australia. And judging by what we saw at the winter, it might be another 26 years before we uh, see it again, eh? Hope not. Hope not. Hope not indeed. <laughs> uh, Jonathan yeah. Trot announced his uh, retirement uh, from the game this weekend and then helped Warwickshire to win a match of cricket, and I'm sure that won't be the last time. Uh, thanks for your time, uh, Trotty. Uh, Goffey, plenty more to be talking about on the show. We're going to be talking to Gary Wilson about Ireland's uh, test match against Pakistan. Got to speak about Justin Langer as well, announced as head coach of Australia. Um, and we'll uh, take a look at uh, Yorkshire, 50 all out. And then they win a game of cricket. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Right. We've, uh, we haven't got much time, Goffy. There's so many things to talk about on the show this week, which is, uh, which is fantastic for us. Uh, shall we start with Justin Langer being announced as new Australia coach? Um, no real surprise, uh, but a player that um, you you talk about quite a lot, actually, and just how difficult he was to get out. Well, how difficult he is as a person um, <laughs> as well. Um, but do you know something? I have so much respect for uh, Justin Langer. When I played against him, I absolutely used to hate him. I really did. Um, because just to his manner... Uh, the way he went about things, a bit of arrogance. He wasn't uh, shy of a few words. He was tough. He's what you would say the typical Australian cricketer, isn't he? And I think yeah. I, I admired him as a player, but when I played against him, I hated him. And then that's why when I got him out at Scarborough in the second innings to be my last first class. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. It was superb, and I joke about it, saying that's it. I decided I wasn't going to bowl again after that, and I didn't. I walked off. I said, "Thanks very much. That'll do me." Last week, it being Justin Langer from Australia, but as a coach, wow, he has been superb. The job he has done with uh, Western Australia mm, and Perth yeah. Scorchers has been outstanding. He took over Western Australia when they were in a real bad position. Let me tell you, they weren't achieving what they should have achieved. That was way back in 2012, after doing his batting stint with, with Australia. So he's, he's had the experience at international cricket as a coach as well. And he did brilliant there. Um, he's uh, two Sheffield Shield finals, 2013-14, 14-15, three BBL uh, winners' medals, two GLT Cup 50 winners' medals, um, what a what a um, CV that yes. is from Perth Scorchers. There, there should have been no one even been thought about to you know, take the job other than uh, Justin Langer. A couple of things, Goffey. Firstly, uh, you mentioned the domestic uh, achievements in terms of trophies, but also the personal uh, achievements by the Marsh brothers. Now they were well, well away from the uh, Australian national side, and then if Justin Langer really pushed for Sean Marsh to get back in the side, which he did, and we know what happened there. And then, of course, Mitchell Marsh as well. These two characters, the Marsh brothers, were they were part of a failing Western Australian side. Yep. They, were, they were failing as professional cricketers themselves. They were getting into trouble. They weren't um, making the most of their opportunities when you consider their, uh, their family lineage, but also their undoubted talent. Justin Langer turns up, bang. You know, he has turned their careers round, and I'm sure those two will be very pleased to see him in the job. Mm. But there is one other point, though, that you make, and you say he is a, a no-nonsense Aussie, one of the old mould. Is that the kind of guy that Australia needs right now when you consider yeah. what has been going on within that dressing room? Yeah, but I think with Langer, what you get with him is, but yeah, he'll be tough. Uh, yeah, it'll be a typical Aussie. And I like that. By the way, uh, I'm, I like that old school Aussie. Yeah, uh, guy. I do. But, the, but there's certain... But that's what Buff was about, and we all know what happened. Yeah, but there's certain things you can't cross. And Buff's a different character. Buff likes a beer with the lads and a jolly, and he likes going out and being a huge personality. Langer sits in the background. Totally, totally different. So I think he will actually do 
uh, a fantastic um, job. He's different, totally different to Buff. Let me tell you, I, I know you Buff know. really, really mate, well. Mate, you know. And Buff's a fantastic coach, and he'll walk into another job at some point, um, probably in county cricket, if we're going to be honest. He might even get the Perth Scorchers job. <laughs> well, yeah, which that, um, that might be true. Yeah, which, which he could easily uh, oh, yeah. get that job. So I think Langer will be old school, but he's he's grown up around coaching. He's been up there, like you said, he's 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 matured a couple of the players from from Western Australia, and they've got back in the Test side. And I think he understands. He's a man of honour, and I think he does. He understands the baggy green. And I think he understands the way forward for Australian cricket. Though mm, so it will be tough. And 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 when and listen, if you've had any doubt, I doubt that he'll bring Warner back into the side. Warner is Justin Langer as a player, so I've no, um, I, I've no. Listen, I definitely will tell you Go that on. Warner will come back and play for Australia Mate, under Langer. Let's hear what Justin Langer had to say about uh, Smith, Bancroft, oh. and David Warner. Look, when I think about well, Cameron Bancroft and Steve Smith, literally, besides Mike Hussey, love the game of cricket more than anyone I know. They are cricket tragics, and they're great kids. And, uh, you know, that's why it was such a surprise they made the mistake they did, I think. But they're great kids. Um, they've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. We can all get better at things. Davey Warner's the same. He's a really good young bloke. He made a, he made a mistake. Um, has he got areas to get better at? Yep. Has Steve Smith? Yep. Has Cameron Bancroft? Yep. Have every single person in Australian cricket? Yep. We've all got areas we can get better at if we can keep mentoring them and helping them. And they're... They want to keep getting better and they want to meet the standards of the Australian cricket team, then of course they'll be welcome back. Goffey, will uh, Steve Smith and David Warner be part of the Aussie Ashes squad in 2019, do you think? Wouldn't surprise me at all, especially if they play county cricket. It might depend on them playing some kind of cricket. So, um... See, that's another. I mean, con- considering what we were talking about before, this isn't Virat Kohli coming over here. He's going to be playing for India and getting a month. We could. This is theoretical, of course, but we could, if David Warner and Steve Smith are given county contracts, we could be literally playing them back into form. Yeah. (laughs) I'll guarantee Smith will be starting next summer uh, at a county. I have no doubt about that one uh, whatsoever. I think 100% he he will play county cricket. And if I was in charge of a county, I I would want Smith Smith. He can't come to one this year. I explained the reasons for that. Yeah. But next year, if I was a coach of one of the counties, I'd want uh, Steve Smith in my side. I think he is a fantastic player. He's, I hate to say this, I don't think he is the brightest. Um, he can't be for, for mm. to let that go on under his leadership and just let everyone do it and him just sit back and, and, yeah. and not do anything. Well, but, and also, remember the press conference after play? Yeah. When he's stood I don't there. think he'll ever be captain again. I don't think he should be well, captain I again. Think I don't should. think he's got... I, I don't think, think he's captain devalue. material. It would devalue. I don't think he's captain material. Let, let's be fair to it. And um, I, I don't think he is. And so I, I, I can't see him being um, captain again. Uh, but it, Justin Langer, as I said, I think he'll do a good job um, for them. He's got terrific pedigree. He's learnt the game in coaching. He's been there, done it. He's won trophies. He's got a busy time of it. I, I, what I thought he would have took the Test team, and then I thought uh, I know he's had success with a big bash side, Western Australia, Perth Scorchers, but I actually did think he would say, "Yeah, let Ricky Ponting do that." Mm. I'm really surprised actually he's took it all on because he's got a, he's got the UK One Day series here, then he's got a T20 Tri Series in Zimbabwe, 
Then he goes to uh, UAE uh, to play Pakistan, two tests. Then they're owned against India for four tests. And then they come over here. It's non. It's a massive schedule for him. And once he signed a four-year contract, mm. I'm really surprised. But he didn't say, listen, I'll take on the tests. Because I know he's a family man, big-time family man. And I'm surprised he's took it all on. I thought Ricky Ponting might have had a, a go at the T20 series. Uh, let's uh, change tack. Uh, we'll talk about to Yorkshire and county cricket uh, just before we speak to Gary Wilson. But IPL, tell you what, this time last year, Goffey, <laughs> in fact, after week two, I think it was pretty obvious what four teams were going to qualify for the elimination rounds and what four teams weren't. But um, yes, you've got three teams at the bottom on six, two on the top with 14. But By the way, those three at the bottom, I'll say it again, Go on. embarrassing. Embarrassing. Royal Challengers Bangalore, I still can't get my head around it. No. Um, well, they've down been... near the bottom, year yeah. after year. Yeah. Delhi Daredevils, I thought they would improve under um, Ponting. Ponting. They've not. Um, they've gone backwards. And Rajasthan Royals, oh, oh my word. I mean, every, a lot of people in England like the Rajasthan Royals purely because of the connection of Stokes yeah. and the Butler. But Archer. Yeah, Archer. They've been average. They've been average. I but tell you what, Stokes though. has had a bad tournament. At yes. least Butler's come to the party last week. Wow, it's funny you should say that, Goffey. This time last week, we were talking about Butler and the fact that he had just not come to the party. Um, and you said immediately he should open. He's scored two fifties. <laughs> He's played two games, scored two fifties. In that team, that. I'm not saying in all teams, no, but no, I think no. when I look at Rajasthan Royals, the reason I said that is but I think at Rajasthan Royals, Butler has to open the batting. There's no point in him coming in when he comes in at that in that team. He has got to open. They've got Stokes to do a Butler-type job late down. You've got to get him in. Otherwise, he's coming in and he can't influence the game. Get him up top and let him influence the game. Um, and he, he, he's got two 50s, hasn't he, the last two games? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the innings against Delhi was, was fantastic. Um, I watched that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm gobsmacked at Rajasthan Royal. Who is the coach at Rajasthan Royal? Does anybody know? Um... I can't see him being coached next year. Oh, Shane Warne. No, he's a mentor. Oh, yeah. He's well, a mentor. Well, he's not the coach. Well, he is kind of the coach. I've never heard of the coach before. I I, I haven't got it in front of me, but... Uh, well, I'm being told it's Paddy Upton, but I thought Paddy Upton had left. Well, it won't be next year. We're where they're going. I mean, I'm I'm really, really surprised. The three teams at the bottom surprised me. Mumbai Indians have won the last two... They've moved up the table. They'll be pushing yeah. Calcutta Knight Riders and Kings Kings Eleven Punjab, but they're overachieving side, and that's because Chris Gale's form's been absolutely yeah. uh, top draw. Well, Rahul as well. See yeah, that? and Rahul and the best two teams by far, obviously, uh, Chennai Super Kings, which we expect year yeah. in year out. They've got the best team, and uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Absolutely, and also CSK's bowling starting to uh, come together as well. Now, now as your days is taking wickets again, um, I saw them squeeze the life out of. Who are they playing? Oh, RCB uh, during the week. By the way, John, what, what, what's happened to Waltz? Well, he's been dropped. He was His economy was about ten and a half, but he was taking wickets. He was bowling in the death overs, um, and he's just been dropped. Well, he, has, he hasn't played. Well, this is one of the issues we've got now with the IPL. Moeen Ali's not played a game, has he? No. Right. Mark Wood's played one. Mark Wood's played one. So uh, can we pick these guys? Can we pick them for the, te- for the test match with them not played any cricket? Well, that's a very good point. There is one other point Don Topley made on Saturday. If RCB failed to make the elimination, then maybe uh, Virat Kohli will come over a week early. No, doubt it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, mate, we've got uh, plenty to talk about. You're listening to Darren Goffs at Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goffs Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. 
We've got some uh, test cricket to look forward to, Goffey, at the end of the week. Uh, Pakistan in Ireland for Ireland's first ever test match. I'm pleased to say Gary Wilson, who's been part of our cricket coverage on TalkSport 2 over the last couple of years, um, uh, joins us now. Gary, thanks for joining us. Finally, the talking is going to come to an end because we've been talking about this test match for quite some time. Um, so what's the feeling, you know, four or five days out from it? Um, have you had just scouting reports done on the Pakistanis? Have you? Uh, I mean, you know, how's it? How's it? The build-up going to what will uh, will be arguably the biggest game of cricket in your uh, in your life so far? No pressure, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Um, no, I just I think overall excitement really. Is the, I think it's the feeling that we definitely deserve to to be at the top table and. Um, I guess it's reward for all the hard work that not only over my career, the last 10, 12 years, you know, all the countless volunteers and and people that have been putting so much work into Irish cricket over the the last few decades. So um, I think, look, we're just going to really try and go out and enjoy it. Hopefully we can put in a good performance and and get a positive result as well. You know, I think in our conditions, hopefully with a little bit of seam movement, um, we can put Pakistan under pressure as well. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not expecting to spin, put it that way. <laughs> I mean, you're the, you're, listen, mate, I totally agree with you. I'm a massive fan of Irish cricket and Scottish cricket, if I'm going to be honest. I think they should be playing in all World Cups and things. So the 11th Test Playing Nation is absolutely superb. Um, when you look at the side now, um, it is ageing. Um, what's the future of Irish cricket look like? Because, like I say, you go through it, you've got Boyd Rankin, Tim Murtagh, Nyla O'Brien, yourself, Kevin O'Brien, Will and Porterfield. Ed, Ed Joyce making his test debut, he's 40. Yeah, I know. Look, we're all, I, I, we're all the wrong side of 30. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about that. But um, that, like you touched on it there, the future, we've got to ensure that the future of, of Irish cricket's in good hands. And I think the only way that um, that we can do that is, is to go out and continue to try and perform like we have done over the last number of years. And, and to get this test, I think it puts Irish cricket on the map perhaps more so than it has been. Even with all the World Cups and stuff, it's, it's a chance to make the country sit up and watch. And uh, I guess the responsibility is on us and, and continues to be on us to... Um, ensure that the, the future of Irish cricket is in good hands. But, you know, it's it's not about that. It, look, it's great. This test match is, is a reward for all the hard work that we've done. And, and I touched on that earlier, but it's not the be-all and end-all. You know, we've got to ensure that the the future is in good hands. And, um, look, I think it, it is, to be honest. There's, there's lots of good guys coming through in the academy. And um, I think you will see a period of change over the next um, few years. Um, you've got a good academy director and uh, obviously Graham Ford head coach a lot of experience there so hopefully the future is in good hands um, Gary earlier on in the show you wouldn't have heard it but Goffey made uh, quite a good point I thought and so far that in regard to Virat Kohli playing uh, at your old club Surrey throughout uh, the month of June and uh, you know it coincides with Afghanistan's first ever test match and he was of the uh, of, of the perspective that if you were an Afghanistani player, you'd feel a little bit. Um, well, I suppose you'd feel a little bit cheated. That short change, yeah. short change that uh, India's number one man isn't going to be present. If Pakistan were to have done the same thing, and I know there's no like for like replacement now that Misbah and Yunus have have departed the scene, but would you be feeling a little bit short changed if Pakistan had rested or allowed one of their main men to go and play elsewhere? 
I don't know. To be honest, if a county fancy's coming in and taking out Mohammed Amir for a couple of weeks, I think we'd be happy enough. Um, <laughs> look, it is what it is. I've, we've been on the end of it before, where England have rested players against us, and it's more for the crowd. I think perhaps, like I, I think we've played England in a couple of ODIs where they rested a serious amount of players in Dublin one year, and I can remember the crowd and the fans not being happy at home. But to be honest, we get out on the pitch and, and we just want to try and win the game first and foremost and look if a team chooses to, to rest one of the top players like, I, I guess that potentially could make it easier for Afghanistan to do well but I, I completely do see where God's coming from there you know they've worked this hard as well as ourselves to get test cricket you want to test yourselves against the best in the world but I think if you asked um, maybe Rashid Khan and, and a couple of the Afghanistan spinners, who would he rather bowl at, uh, Virat Kohli or his replacement, I think they'd take the replacement. Do you know, so with Pakistan, though, I'm not writing off Ireland here, in, in, in obviously in your own conditions, the ball probably is going to seem around a bit. Mohamed um, Amir has not got off to a great start this tour. I don't think he's got a wicket yet. He might have one wicket in two of the warm-up games, um, probably saving his wickets for England. But when you look at their batting alone, uh, if, the, if the ball does move around a bit, you've only got really in their starting lineup you've only got two guys who have got test centuries i know that's more than you've got in your side at this point in time uh, but they've only got two guys that have got test centuries and that's um hazard ali and asad shafiq yeah look it is they, it is a slightly inexperienced pakistan side isn't it um albeit like you say with more experience than us but um even though we've not got the test experience you know we've got a lot of experience in first class cricket having played a lot in England um, if you look at our top seven and then obviously Nurse and Boyd as well so there is experience there albeit slightly different um, and I think we will hopefully be able to use that uh, to our, in our in our favour come Friday um, look we obviously know that Pakistan whatever side they put out they're going to be they're going to be very difficult to beat and things have to be hugely stacked in our favour um, but we do you know I've never I always say this when I, when I do interviews I've never once taken the field with Ireland and and not had an expectation that we're going to put in a good performance and, and get a result. And I don't think that'll change on Friday. Um, I think, without doubt, uh, whatever 11 take the pitch will be representing the whole of the country and the whole cricket over the last 40 or 50 and even more years in Ireland. And I think we're in a, an incredibly fortunate position to do that. But at the end of the day, we've got to try and get a result as well. Um, and if we do get that result, what, what a story that would be. What sort of crowd are you expecting, by the way, Gary? I mean, is it going to be a big crowd? It's always lively. I, I love playing there, by the way. But was, So what's the crowd going to be like for the Test match? Yeah, I think they're expecting it to be pretty big. I think maybe capacity of eight or 10,000 or something certainly wow. for the first couple of days. Uh, look, it'll, the place will be rocking, definitely. Um, hopefully the weather holds out because you know Malahide when, when it's, the sun's shining and we've got a, a big game you know there's there's no better place to play really. Brilliant stuff, Gary. Have you had a have you had a look at the weather forecast by the way? I think it's 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 a bit mixed. <laughs> you got to prepare for all four seasons when you go to Ireland. But look, we'll get some cricket in and then hopefully it'll be a good four or five days. I'm sure it will be. Well, look, mate, uh, we'll all be watching or listening. Uh, I I see that you've signed up a deal with. Uh, uh, guerrilla cricket, which is a uh, off the wall, an, an interesting way to commentate on cricket. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I, I saw that myself. Yeah, but I wasn't. I'm not really aware. I wasn't really aware what it was. But yeah, look. Um, yeah, I'm sure the whole world will be watching and listening. And um, Irish cricket appreciates that, no doubt.
Well, look, I think cricket needs more voices than less. So uh, we'll be listening, we'll be watching, and no doubt we'll be talking about it as well. So, uh, Gary, good luck, mate. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, enjoy the experience because it's certainly something that a lot of people connected to Irish cricket have been working very hard for over the last, uh, well, 20, 30 years. Um, Goffey, I can't put it off any longer. Explain to me how you felt when uh, Yorkshire were 50, bowled out for 50, and then fast forward to 48 hours, they win the match. Well, I lost the plot. <laughs> Not purely because um, Yorkshire got bowled out for 50. That wasn't the argument with it. And I said, this is exactly what I've been saying for so long. And groundsmen get really sensitive about it. Is But the pitches we're playing on are not good enough. Where else in the world would you get a team that's got four or five test players in their batting lineup all out 50? Mm. Do you know what I mean? You just wouldn't get it. And then is Essex for going on and getting 142 all out in that first inning. The game could have been over in day one. And this is not because the groundsmen are not good enough. Our groundsmen are the best in the world. They are superb. But counties are that scared and not getting a result because of bad weather that's about. They're preparing even worse pitches. Now, if this is the case, and we're all wanting our test players to play for their counties... Did it do Root and Bairstow any good this week playing that game? Seriously. Or Cook. We'd have been better off sending them to Dubai and saying, get some middle practice out there. Because if this is what was going to happen in county cricket, and, and I've said this a few times and people take me wrong when I say this, for Kent, Darren Stevens, what a cricketer he's been over the years. Mm. He's still playing, he's in his 40s. Fantastic player. And when I played against him, he was a good batsman, very good batsman. He was on the verge of pushing things. He was never a bowl. He bowled four-fifth change. If he got a wicket, it would be a miracle. The last few seasons, he takes 50 wickets every year. Guess what he did against Glamorgan? <laughs> Glamorgan, all out 94. Darren Stevens, six for 26. Yes, you're hearing me right. Six for 26. <laughs> Somebody who bowls at 70 miles an hour, a little bit of swing here and there. Do you want to hear the full... full it's even more ridiculous when you hear the full... Uh, Bowling figures, 16 overs, six maidens, six for 26. Well, there you go. And, and, and I'm not having a dig at him. I mean, he's a fantastic player and you'd have him in your side, even if he's 40. He's a great cricketer, a county cricket player. But the pitcher standards we're playing on are getting... People like Darren are taking... He's probably thinking, I can't believe this. He's taking... <laughs> He's taking wickets probably at less than I got and that Jimmy Anderson got because he's a perfect type bowler for the pitchers we are playing on. Well, the scores in that game are just, it's ridiculous. Well, let's talk about, we haven't got much time, but let's just rattle through a couple of the other, uh, well, the England player watch, because, you know, we did flag up poor uh, Hasib Hamid last week, gets dropped by Lancashire this week. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough for him, but uh, you talk about bowlers. Jimmy Anderson didn't fare too well bowling for Lancashire this week. No, has uh, gone wicketless um, so far. Um, there's a bit of the game to go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's not not been great for him. But to be fair, as a bowler, from experience myself, it's about just getting back out in the conditions and yeah. bowling some overs for a bowler. It's more important for the batsman to get middle practice, uh, if we're going to be honest. The bowler just needs miles in the legs, um, and he's got that. Um, so that's an, an England watch. Another guy, Henry Brooks, young England in 19s. Uh, Mr. World Cup, he had an injury, but it looks like he got a good week for Warwickshire. I think he got eight wickets in the match. Uh, really like him, by the way. Mm. Uh, he's one of a few brothers. The brothers are a bit younger, um, who I think will be representing Warwickshire over the next few years. So that could be interesting. 
Um, God, you'd like to say Ian Bell, Jonathan Trott on England Watch, but no. Um, they got runs uh, this week. Um, and What about my old club, uh, Surrey? Rory Burns, you know, we talk oh, about old-fashioned o- uh, openers, uh, crease occupation. He is a throwback, you know, R- Rory. And that's what we need. That's what well, we, we do need, that need him. He's a fantastic player. 193 he scored. Captaining as well, so plenty of pressure on his shoulders. Ben Folks, now there's a name that is being continually pushed, and I'm not pushing it because, again, um, I, I just don't get to see enough of Surrey. But no. you speak to people in and around the game, and they talk about Folks. He looks apart. Is there an argument? Bairstow drops the gloves. He wouldn't want to, by the way. Moves up to uh, four uh, or five, and Folks comes in as specialist wicketkeeper for England. That is. Did we do that with Gilchrist, Australia? No. Um, Johnny Bairstow is averaging nearly fifty. Batting at seven. I think it's an important role. Um, I would keep him there for now. Um, yeah, folks, um, he's definitely now number two. Butler's way down the list now. Um, so um, yeah. I, I think folks is definitely that number two now. And if, if need be, and they need to rest Jenny Bairstow in a test match down the line, preparing for this winter in Sri Lanka or, or um, the West Indies, is someone who can come in and do a, and do a great job. So... But at the moment, I keep Johnny where he is and and, and pick some batsmen. We, we just need some batsmen getting some runs, but it's very, very difficult. There's only certain places you can get them, and that tends to be at places like Old Trafford can be flat, um, Somerset can be flat, Tresco uh, Rose again. Bowl can be flat. Other than that, we, oh, the Oval, but other than that, you're going to get result-type pitches like at Chelmsford. Chelmsford used to be one of the flattest pitches in the world, and it could still be if they want it to. But they don't. They choose to get result pitches. That started under Silverwood, and it's continued now under Glen McGrath. And it went against them this week. Goffey, the... we've run out of time. We, do, we need a two-hour show. Oh, we do. We do on cricket. We do. Because um, there's so many things to talk about. Um, in the... I'll tell you what, big shout-out to Max Holden uh, from uh, Middlesex, by the way. Young player. Go on. Very, very good player. He got another 84 uh, not out. Milan, 119, and Gubbins, 107. So there's your England watch. Can I just throw another name into the mix? And I'm not saying for England watch, but a vastly underrated player, certainly um, a player that doesn't get mentioned in dispatches very often. Um, he's captain of Nottinghamshire this year, Stephen Mullaney, 130. Uh, he's had a terrific start to his captaincy and weighing in with valuable runs as well. So uh, a nod to him. Goffey, Look, we're just going to have to do it next week because uh, we've come to the end of the show. Um, I hope we've addressed all the major issues. Who knows what we're going to be talking about uh, this time next week. If the stories keep coming as thick and fast as they have done over the last three or four weeks, uh, well, it should be a good show anyway. Uh, You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.